0: episode 173 of Friends and Film. where you bring latest movie news and review the biggest new release, which this week is Long Shot. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again joined by Josh Traley.
1: Hello, everybody. Hello, Cooper. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, sir?
0: I am doing pretty good. All right. I, I, I don't know why I'm going to mention this on the podcast, but I had to get uh, some deodorant last night at the store. Uh-huh. And I got like the wrong kind, I think, where not like it's like, oh, it's for females or anything, but it's like the liquid gel yes. type hmm not a fan of that
1: no it takes forever to dry it's, the it, yeah, it's
0: weird I, I put it on and then my arms were wet and i was like i don't i don't like this yeah you gotta like but then it. i bought like the two for one packs so and i'm like i have two bottles of this wet deodorant
1: you're committed what am i gonna do you're gonna have to like work out extremely hard so you apply oh, excessive amounts of deodorant over time okay and then that way
0: it'll you, go it'll go faster it'll go
1: faster exactly okay yes okay we'll try that maybe Uh uh-huh but like listen i don't even want to talk about deodorant anymore i want to talk about game of thrones really quickly okay it is the only thing i know how to talk about and i know it's not film but last week Uh uh-huh was cinematic not you were you were were a
0: fan of the of episode three
1: episode three the long night Uh uh-huh it was amazing i think from all parts it wasn't too dark i watched it online Okay, I thought like I thought I thought it was a little too dark. I, oh my gosh! Okay, whatever. The, the darkness made the light so much cooler and much more engulfing. Like I totally agreed with all choices. Okay, the entire way through. But ultimately, the Night King is now gone. I mean, spoilers. Yeah, obviously, spoilers for Game of Thrones. You didn't watch it then, which also right.
0: spoilers for Longshot, which will. <laughs> oh, it's There Or well. spoilers for Game of Thrones in Longshot. So if mm-hmm. you haven't seen, that's a review show. I know. But I anyway,
1: know. what did you think overall of the whole?
0: I, I liked it. I again, we're I guess spoiler territory for Game of Thrones. Uh, I did think it was a little too dark in some aspects, where I was like, I I'm not totally sure what's going on with the action, which I get mm-hmm. could be part of like the chaos, the chaos that they want to you know show. Um, but I was also a little I like I loved. How the Night King went down, but oh, yeah. then Arya's come out like, of nowhere, perfect. Not getting anything else from him what he wanted. Like I'm hoping maybe we learn a little bit more about the Night King in the final three episodes, mm-hmm. um, or they're saying that for the spinoff prequel show or whatever. But uh, that felt a little um, unsatisfactory the way he just so quickly gone. Yeah, and that was like, oh, cool, we survived.
1: These last three seasons off of R. R. Martin's script mm-hmm. is you know like really frantic. And they're just jumping through everything faster than they had previously. Yeah. And I think it's really showing. Yeah, I so, think so. That To its detriment, but also like we don't have to wait on the dude to finish two more sure. books to get everything we want. <laughs> but
0: maybe, I mean, this episode four, which will be out by the time you guys hear this episode, maybe that like really brings it all home somehow. And then we set it up for the last two episodes of the whole, Perfect. whole thing.
1: Perfect. Can't wait. Hope so. Um, but if you're looking for, you know, updates on actual movies, mm-hmm. not t- television that's like a movie... Um, go to our Twitter, at Friends and Film. Um, but also, if you're looking for our reviews, more like Long Shot, you can find those on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. But if you can, on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. That'll ultimately help rank us, and then we can find more friends at the show.
0: That's right. Now, other than Longshot and other than Game of Thrones, which we've both been watching, Oh boy, uh, is there anything else that you watched this week that you want to let
1: the people know about? Other than Game of Thrones. Yeah, other than Game of Thrones. And did you watch a movie, anything? Mm, no. No? Okay. I started the Bundy... Zach oh, Okay, I, I watched it. Oh, you watched it. Yeah. Okay, I'm 5 minutes in.
0: Oh, so you like just you just started <laughs> Wait, it. Wait,
1: don't tell me he's the killer. <laughs> uh I have some bad news. Yeah. But okay. Um I got a download from a couple of people that said that it like it's really like her story rather than his. See, yes, uh, no.
0: I don't agree with that. Completely. I mean, there is an element of her story that's, you know, through the whole thing, but I think it's very much told from his perspective okay. and going through his trial and trying to be like I didn't do it I didn't do it I didn't do it Mm -hmm. and there's like an element to it which I guess like where he's just so like that Efron does like a really good job of starting like the charismatic element of Ted Bundy being like no like I would never do this like I am like I'm going through like he's like being his own lawyer portions of it like it's like it's fun and uh but also like it doesn't totally channel into the darkness of Ted Bundy Mm because like it never really shows what he's doing it's only, like, kind of alluded to, and it's, like, I felt like that was, like, an, a missing aspect of it, where... It almost looks like he's being falsely accused. A little bit.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: But it all it all does culminate in the end in a nice way, where I think that criticism is still valid for the first, you know, mm-hmm. uh, hour 30 of this movie, but, like... It, it, it does reframe it all in a different way. Okay. By the end, which is, which is nice. Um, and I think it, it's really Efron's performance that you need to see more than like the story of Ted Bundy.
1: Okay, gotcha. Awesome. But it's solid. I will get to that then.
0: Okay. Um, but other than... Uh, extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. We both saw Longshot this week. You are writing a review for the website, yes. like, which you got, which you can find on friendsoffilm.wordpress.com. Uh, Josh, what did you think of the movie?
1: I thought it was fantastic, and I rolled my eyes at all of this movie before I saw it. I was like, uh, "What what's the, Charlize Theron and uh, Seth Rogen? No, come on! Like a pre, like a political pres, you know presidential love story. Uh, I don't know. That's not my thing." But then I started watching it, and I realized, "Oh my gosh, this movie is made for me!" Like on so many levels. There's some like really specific political humor that you really don't get if you're not like following all of that day to day. So that was for me. I loved it. It was hilarious. But then more than anything, Charlize Theron and Seth. A rogan together on screen is awkward and adorable and probably the best thing i've seen on screen so far in terms of chemistry this it year was this year yeah <clears throat> between two people mm-hmm. it was ultra lovely um she is like she is committed um uh you know locked in and really charismatic and then he just kind of bumbles and fumbles around but he's also at the same time like witty and like mm-hmm. on on that same level and then where they're trying to like fit together into the, the um world of like international politics and where like the story takes place is ultra fantastic um and it, the movie gets going really slow there's an awkward energy where it just can't really find its foot footing but by the time we get to um Vietnam or Hanoi and they really start yeah. to connect mm-hmm. together and like begin their relationship uh, after like maybe the first 45 minutes an hour. Yeah. That's when it just becomes a dynamite movie all the way through. Um, in terms of like casting and everything like that, I was pleasantly surprised to see some of my favorites, like Randall Park being some random um, newspaper editor uh, oh, yeah. in there. So he was terrific. Bob Odenkirk plays a president. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Circus apparently was this old, yeah. uh, like <laughs> uh, Rupert Murdoch, Fox News running, like creepy guy. It's, it's insane. It is nuts. I did not know this at all until right. I checked the cast. Because
0: I, I saw it a week ago, at, like an early thing with mm-hmm. uh, Regal Cinemas and. Fandango and uh, didn't know it was him and then I was listening to a review ahead of my second viewing which I did this weekend and they mentioned Oh, yeah, and Andy Circus and I was like wait what? <laughs> and then I looked it up and I was like oh my oh. Mm-hmm. And so that totally changed the way I saw the movie the second time. It
1: instantly became funnier and I even just thought that whole thing was great. Um, and then you can't say enough about O'Shea Jackson Jr. just being himself for the first time in a movie which is, is so good. The best part I think or at least the best part detached from the central story. So and that's why I love all of that. Um and so yeah, at the end of the but Bob Odenkirk as the television president is it is so so funny.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's only like 10 guys who made the jump from, you know, mm-hmm. from uh, TV to film. Right. Woody Harrelson, uh, George Clooney. George Clooney, and well, I guess maybe that's it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. And then somebody else gets tossed. Jennifer Anderson. Yeah. Did, did you, though? <laughs> it was, it was, it was there's a difference between
0: being in a movie and being a movie star.
1: <laughs> I cannot believe, though, Tom Hanks did not get a name drop there. Oh. Uh, no yeah. love for Tommy T. Tommy H. Wow. <laughs> I mean, whatever. But anyway, um, this movie gets some love from me. I'm going to give it four out of five tickets, dub, because it's really jumbly in the first part but once you get into the story and their love and just all of the awkward moments that arise from like the power dynamics between the two and him trying to feel his way through all of that is just too good
0: yeah it, it's it's so good and uh I'll, I'll echo a lot of what you said there the uh i mean it really rides on the chemistry of charlize and seth rogan and i think both of them like charlize just continues to prove that she can do no wrong whether mm-hmm. she's being in Monster or uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and being an action star, or being just like the best like presidential candidate like you could imagine like. Boom! Here she is, and she rocks this movie, and she's super funny. And I was just like, okay, like I'm I'm here for this version of Charlize. Which it's like I love every version of her already, but mm-hmm. uh, she's great. She looks fantastic in the movie. Like they are really just going out. Like she like, <laughs> and like those uh, uh Paul Shear and like the other like commentators oh, like yeah, that's right, the, Paul Sheer too. <laughs> like, listen, we're only talking about how attractive she is because. It's like she means that much to us. That's how <laughs> yes. we are. We're respecting her. i was like, that is hilarious. Um, but Rogan is also very funny and I have to say a little dapper himself. Uh, when he, when he goes full tux for the, the, the mm-hmm. recital ball ceremony thing, I was like, Oh, okay. Seth Rogan stepping up the game. I like it. Um, but also, I think a lot of the praise needs to be put on the director, Jonathan Levine, uh, who directed movies like Fifty Fifty and The Night Before. And he does such a good job of balancing comedy and emotion. And I think uh, even though there is some... I, I can understand where you're coming from with the it takes a ball to find its footing. Yeah. The, it starts off with a great comedic beat in the movie, a uh, great comedic environment uh, with Seth Rogen and then launches you straight into like yeah, in, uh, him losing his job and everything. Infiltrating
1: the Nazis. Yes.
0: It's, it's so good. And uh, he's just like, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Hail just barely puts up his hand. It's a Jewish Seth <laughs> Rogen
1: like going through this part is, is so perfect. Like it's just tailor made for him. It
0: is. It is so, it is so, so funny. Um, and, but then like, as we like, get through all this and we're like we're introduced to like their relationship it's so fantastic Ooh. and i think even before we get to vietnam and there's like the and here they are together yeah. like here it happens like i was like you could see the seeds planted for like why she would like him and then you get the backstory of like well he's always liked her uh-huh. in a very um he's shown it before right <laughs> uh, on one of uh, very important uh occasion uh which is very funny to see especially the flashback to see the young kid who tries to mimic Seth Rogen's laugh. uh uh, that was, that was hilarious. (laughs) Um, and I, yeah, like it does actually make you think that like, you know, you go into this movie, like Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron, like Uh no freaking way would they ever be together. But like this movie makes you believe that. And I think that's a real credit to what it does. Um, like you mentioned, O'Shea Jackson Jr. is so good. He is just great and everything. And like to see him just be like the best friend, like throughout the whole thing, there's one thing he does where I'm just like, well, that seems a little out of place this movie near the very end. Uh uh-huh. just like, oh, we'll throw in this pop culture reference here real quick. Um, but if you liked him in this, go see uh Ingrid Goes West, because he's great in that movie as well. Um and yeah, I mean, the mixture of political commentary with the humor really well done and I think the only thing that kind of hinders it a little bit is there's you know some cliche elements to the plot that like all right I know where this is going to a certain Uh extent of like you know it's a romantic comedy in a certain extent, so like they have a very specific formula and it's like okay here's this happens now we're going to get to this eventually and so like you know it's fine it's it's kind of an an inevitable uh, for some of these Um, but But it still doesn't like take away
1: right like oh it's a breakup right we have to like go away for a little bit and then like the ultimate reunite yeah
0: but longshot like does some really funny things with how it happens, uh, yes. how they come back together, and the, the fallout of that and everything. Um, it's the funniest move of the year, and I'll give it you four ticket stubs out of five. Oh, awesome. Uh, do we need? I mean, let's just open up spoilers, I yeah, guess. I don't just know to why talk about you kind of held
1: off, but he just like O'Shea just goes Wakanda forever. Yeah. You know, as they get their like you know big press kiss uh-huh. and they like come out together, and it's it's perfect. It's so random. It, it, and
0: it's it's funny, but it's just like why like why uh, are you saying that in that moment? Exactly. I, like, I didn't get it. I
1: mean, it. It's like it's like full of. Of you know Black Panther or whatever sure. you know, cases, it's just it's a perfect like <clears throat> of the moment beat minute like, and that's what this movie is mm-hmm. for a lot of ways. It's just like here's political culture and scandals and how nothing matters, right? And so, but they like, compacted all together and casting uh, casting Bob Odenkirk was just so oh it was so perfect.
0: funny. Like <laughs> i love when he's watching his own uh, yeah. tv show and then yes. he quotes the line not today not ever mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh super funny and then when he's like rehearsing lines and Charlize walks in he's like she's like we will not let this happen today and she's like sir is this a good time like, oh yeah i'm just going over lines
1: uh, yes because he's trying to make Yeah, like you said he's trying to make the jump from tv to <laughs> the presidency and then to the movie yeah so. i
0: want to use the presidency to go to the next level <laughs> above it's, the presidency mm-hmm. i want to go to movies that, okay. and, that,
1: and that's so like that is that is so funny that it's true that like like there's no, there's a meta joke there about uh-huh. like dc is hollywood for ugly people <laughs> or like people who aren't hot enough to be in movies or can act or whatever yeah. the case is and so that whole thing is just uh, absolutely ad- uh, fantastic um braxton Herda, Herda is the young Fred Flarsky uh-huh. who, like, um, is like you know Charlize Theron is his babysitter, yeah. and so like he kisses her, and like it gets awkward between him and all that <laughs> jazz, and and so like. Yeah, he did a great job there, like being like a totally dorky little kid. Yeah, and like you said, getting that Rogan laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like really raspy, right? Just really hard to do. I don't even know if I can do it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like I can't. I just sound like I'm making fun of him at that point rather than trying to do an imitation. Um, oh my gosh, uh, all these other things though, but like, like when they get together finally and they're like making out and like start to have like um whatever like you know there's like oh, there's just so many good things in there that are like you just breaks this awkward tension you're like oh yeah she's in charge know what she wants and like roger's just like i can't Yeah, when, he, like, he, when he froze, uh-huh. yeah
0: that was so funny where she's like all right all right yeah we'll do what you want to do and then mm-hmm. after that we'll do this and then you're gonna strangle me a little bit and he's just like what is happening <laughs> yes. like he's losing his mind like it's like that kind of stuff was so funny even like their first time sleeping together mm-hmm. uh where like they both climax and like Oh, 10 yeah. seconds and he's like she's oh, like oh i'm sorry i normally last time he's like not me yeah, <laughs> the next morning he goes out to the beach and like the security uh-huh. guards is like staring there and he's like hey he's like oh my gosh he's like you're not gonna tell anybody he's like they want not believe me even i did yeah <laughs> it was like, like so so good
1: absolutely uh and then you get introduced i got i got introduced to the phrase dick shriveler which yeah i made a great band <laughs> yeah, never I heard of that before
0: there. Uh, they're, they're literally just like the movie's just filled with great just beats it's, and uh, yes. like but there is throughout all of this there's still like the emotional connection between them seeing them bond together mm-hmm. with those simple questions or watching Game of Thrones or that's what she does I guess after they break up uh-huh. uh, instead of just reading the Cliff Notes versions mm-hmm. of them uh, them watching the MCU together which I right. I personally I was like yes this is great let's get Seth Rogen in an MCU movie please like I don't know what he wants to do but like let's make that happen because he seems like a fan mm-hmm. and uh, like i'm I'm here for that and then (laughs) when it comes full circle and at the end when like he's showing the uh the first lady photos around the white house uh, because she does ultimately get elected to be president yes um after doing like the greatest mic drop in history uh like he's showing all this around and then we get to his first portrait of the first man first first, yes first first mister first mister and uh it's like oh yeah I was drawn by Seth MacFarlane to tam ripped eagle <laughs> like holding the flag and he's like the first versions were a little uh, outlandish but <laughs> this one looks like oh my gosh
1: we finally got it there down yeah. down just right it
0: was uh just so 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 yeah. funny
1: I mean like Charlize Theron is more academy uh, more academy award winners just need to jump back to comedies like yeah. light and breezy and everything like that because then they can drive it home in the end and everyone's happy and mm-hmm. life delight- delighted because yeah they've crushed
0: it well and then yeah and like when she's tripping and like they're just like oh like, my gosh yes. i don't I, I don't feel anything yet <laughs> i'm like yes. like I, like that is one other aspect that's like a little like all right you just kind of have to like turn your mind off because like her going and like tripping and then going and saving like a hostage situation and then going on the air with oh, like the gosh. glitter still yes. in her hair it's like somebody probably like uh her her secretary agent personally like, probably would have caught that like not let her go on air with Glitter still in her hair, but like you know, it's fine. It's it was funny and uh, is a lot better than uh like. This is probably the funniest I think I've seen Charlize.
1: Yeah, I can't think of another role that where she's just been herself. I didn't see Tolly. Um,
0: yeah, Tolly's good, but it's not like a straight up comedy. Like that's more like that's a dramedy, basically. Okay, but where this is like, she does have to probably carry like the more emotional weight of the movie more uh-huh. than Seth Rogen does. Right. Um, but she still gets plenty of like comedic beats where she's like. Listen, you and me both hate my boss. Like, mm-hmm. let 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 yes. let's save let's save some lives, avoid a war, and just let this guy come just, home. Yeah,
1: she just crawls over to the corner, starts smoking a cigarette, and just like, I don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. We're going through the motions. Yeah. So let's just cut through the BS and, then, and then, get down
0: to it. So like the other government officials are like, I know this sucks. I hate it. Uh-huh. It's just like, all right, let's just stop. Let's just like you know, cut our losses, go our separate mm-hmm. ways, and we will be fine. Yeah. Uh, it is so good. And then like uh, June Diane Raphael and Ravi Patel as her. As a Charlotte's like assistant Chief of
1: staff and uh, bag Bagman, body man. Yeah. They
0: they were so funny. And then when they like ultimately hooked up, or like you don't see them hook up, but like you see them exit the room. The aftermath uh, of it. Mm-hmm. Is so funny. Because <laughs> then she's like, you know, uh what's her name? Uh Maggie wants to shake Fred's hand and he's like, Nope. And <laughs> Tom's like, yeah, That's a good call. You don't yep. know where those bits yep, That's like, a good oh, sense. Okay. <laughs> a little gross. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's like, geez. Yeah, it's like how long have you have been doing this for. Well, and there, like 20 minutes, but for me, uh, five times for her, like three and a half. And he's like, I don't even understand the math of that.
1: Yeah, he's like, no, that three and a half is right. That's fair. <laughs> so. But
0: yeah, I mean, it's it's so funny. And like, obviously, I've already seen it a second time. Will you
1: watch this again at I some point? I will definitely watch it a second time. I mean, like, I don't know if I'll go out of my way to watch it by, like, by myself mm-hmm. yet. I think I need to show it to somebody. Yeah. But then maybe like at the same time. Maybe it will be a comfort movie. We'll see. Oh, yeah. I think it's definitely I think one it's of those there. that
0: like, you can just like, you know, I'm just in need of a laugh. I'm going to throw on a long shot, have a really good time, and move on.
1: Yeah, I have not yet replaced Pitch Perfect as my <laughs> go-to movie yet. This certainly seems like it. That and 500 Days of Summer. Like, right there, building some stacks. This could be that third one for okay. me. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean uh, Alexander Skarsgård is in there oh, as well as the oh Canadian gosh. Prime Minister. His
0: uh, <laughs> his real slash fake laugh. Yes. Oh wow, yes. that was terrifying. <laughs>
1: so much teeth uh-huh where he's just like <laughs> and then his, other, then his other one is more like like a, like it's a girlish yeah squeal but like it sounds like a hyena in a blender a little bit too and i don't even know if i could even draw it's it. terrifying it is there's all the great laughs in this movie oh yeah and
0: it's it's just perfect i mean when they're in where are they uh <clears throat> not in norway but wherever they go first and uh uh, Finland somewhere. Maggie has yeah. to dress up Fred and puts him in, like this traditional like you know outfit, and he just looks like a goof. It's uh-huh. like a great visual gag, and Charlize does a spit take, and it's just it's super super funny. Oh, and,
1: and there's Lisa Kurdrow in there too oh, yeah. as one of the PR like a PR representative. Like she's in
0: there for thirty seconds. We need to get your Science? scores
1: up. Um, I'm the wave. to wave. Think-
0: <laughs> What's wrong with my wave? That, that amount of elbow makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. She's got
1: it She's got it like above her forehead. Yeah, it, it,
0: it, Like I, I can't even, I don't even know if I could mimic it. Like she moves her elbow more than her hand. It's just it's so bizarre.
1: Just too much. But bizarre.
0: then I love how it comes full circle. Then at the end in her final press conference, she starts with the one arm, uh-huh. goes the other. And then by the end, she's doing a double wave. And it's yeah. like, All right. She mastered the mm-hmm.
1: wave. And then we've got the boys to men cameos. Oh, great. Little yachty shows up too. <laughs>
0: I love uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s line during the boys to men portion where he's like this is the brightest room i've ever seen it's like brightest he's like yeah like white he's like oh bright that's means, what that means yeah bright means white. he's okay. like he's like yeah it's me boys to men and the waiters <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's it i've already had three people come up and tell me they like my music this <laughs> just like oh my gosh and then when he uh they have like another like meeting together at the end mm-hmm. the heart to heart yeah and he reveals that he's a Republican right. and a Christian Yeah, and, and Seth Rogen is just like losing his mind mm-hmm. he's like listen I trust in the GOP and G-O-D <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's like wow what a brilliant
1: line and Seth Rogen like, so yeah. is like going through like the like the five stages of grief like learning that his <laughs> yeah. best friends like uh, yeah a Republican it's like, he's like you wear a cross around your neck he's <laughs> like I thought that was cultural and he's like screw you man and he's like, like that's racist like I mean yeah like, a little bit you're a Republican and I'm a racist <laughs> what is happening yeah he's like this doesn't make any sense
0: <laughs> there, yeah i mean i mean obviously as we we're just talking about this i'm like man there are yeah. so many you, great moments at, at,
1: this, at this moment you just need to go see the movie yeah. because our reenactments is only like a one percent or a kernel of how terrific yeah, yeah. it's, this it's, movie it's so and script is um dan sterling liz hannah writers um story by dan sterling so yeah, get on it man
0: yeah if you have not seen and it yet yeah, yes and women as well. Anybody. Anybody who's looking for a laugh, this is a movie for you. And uh, hopefully this means uh, big things in the future for both Dan uh, Sterling and Liz so mm-hmm. they and both And Jonathan. And Jonathan Levine, which I know he just signed a deal with, I think, Sony TV to do a Warm Bodies uh, TV show. Oh, that's
1: right. Which I'm Sony like, TV That sounds great. Warm Bodies up. is
0: a really good movie. Like, I doubt they'll get Nicholas Holt and uh, Teresa Palmer back. But, you know, that was a solid film.
1: It is a solid film
0: and does a nice job of subverting Excellent. like the zombie apocalypse it's uh, thing.
1: Nuts, how good that movie was!
0: Yeah, and again, we've been plugging them like every week it seems like now. But if you want more about from John Levine, great interview with him on the Big Picture uh, podcast by The Ringer and Sean Vendese. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, really great stuff. And he kind of mentions he's like, you know, maybe, I, maybe I'll take a break from comedy. I don't know what I'm going to do next. He's like, you yeah, know, I'm kind of getting a little bored of it. But you know, if I can find a way to keep doing something fresh with it, then uh, I'll keep doing it. Yeah. So hopefully he can he's just uh, knock it out of the park because he's done the last couple films he's been doing. So
1: uh, is there anything else you need to say about Longshot? Uh, yes. There is one white supremacist whose name is Ariane Grande. Yes. <laughs> which is... That's like one of the first two lines of the movie. I, I know. And it is awesome. It is it is so funny. It is, it is so dang funny. Uh, get on it, especially if you are hooked into the news and politics. Yes. But also if you just love two people on a screen kissing and making jokes with each other. Yeah. So get to it.
0: It's super delightful, super funny. And uh, yeah, we both get four ticket stubs out of five. That's all we have to say on Long Shot. We'll be right back in a bit with the news. And we're back with the news, and as always, we we'll to start with our three main topics this week, starting with a Sonic the Hedgehog story. It's, got, it's really a combination of two stories, because we got the first trailer this week for Sonic the Hedgehog, and uh, to put it lightly, was divisive online with the reaction to uh, what was shown?
1: All hell broke loose concerning <laughs> the trailer, Cooper. Let's not, let's not over and understate this here.
0: So yeah, I mean, it was uh, kind of a disaster, uh, not only because the, the story just looks so weird, the movie itself just looks uh, bizarre. They uh-huh. have Jim Carrey really hamming it up, and like I could probably have some fun with that potentially yeah. in the theaters uh, in November. But uh, there was also a strange look for Sonic. You know, the tone was kind of all over the place, and uh, people were not happy about the Sonic full design um, and everything. Even though we've just kind of seen silhouettes of him before and images before and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, so, neither of us were a fan of the trailer.
1: Yeah, well, it just—it's not like that. It- I wasn't a fan. The movie is not for me. It's a very specific thing mm-hmm. and it's not for me. It's for kids 10 to 15. Uh I would probably say it's younger. Okay.
0: Yeah. Cuz like sure. I yes, I I played Sonic games as a kid. Mhm. Don't have that strong of a connection to him uh or the, or the the franchise history or anything. Um but then you like you see this trailer and they're they're clearly not trying to go with like what Detective Pikachu looks like they're doing with, like they're bringing in hardcore fans or they really celebrating the world and doing like they're doing like Alvin and the Chipmunks Smurfs type thing where they're like let's take Sonic from his world and bring him into our world and like he even mentions like he's from a different world I think yes Um, so he's like an alien or he's traveled to a different dimension I don't know it's weird and um, but like this movie to me screams like this is like for like 8 and under like you're going like this is like a G rated movie and you're just like really trying to get like the like brainless children just to watch this like, okay oh sonic he's blue he's fast oh that's cool uh-huh like that's it
1: yeah very fair um and like it reminds me of the movie hop with yes. all which also with stars james, james, james marston and it's just like it that that's where it looks like it's going and like i am going to be here for the um hammond and up jim carrey as mm-hmm. dr robotnik i think he's killing it there he, look, he looks I, he looks fine i missed that guy yeah so i'm ready for that i'm happy that he's gonna you know jump on the scene for that or whatever the case is um but with that said like the design of sonic was definitely like jarring to see but uh-huh. they made like they went for like realistic right um spiny i don't even know what sonic is a qu-
0: uh, he's a
1: hedgehog he's a, um, is he a marsupial of some kind he's a hedgehog Whoa, oh yeah hedgehog <laughs> But what kind of okay, I'll Google that later. But anyway, point is like it's a very specific design choice, but it's clear like clearly for the real world, not for like the video game version of Sonic.
0: Right. Like he doesn't have white gloves, he has white hands. (laughs)
1: Yes. Right, yeah, exactly. And so, um all that said, I was like fine. I was like, okay. Right. But whatever, like Ben Schwartz was like, you know, maybe the weirdest choice of the whole thing. Yeah, it's kinda weird overall. Not the Sonic design. But of course, the controversy now is that he looks people hated it yeah Yeah.
0: people hated the look uh with the the design his separated eyes his teeth that was a big point of controversy for people that he had human looking teeth which i was like i didn't even notice that until Mm -hmm. it became a thing um and yeah like i thought like I don't know. I felt like I it was expecting this design because we would seen it before and like leaked images and the silhouettes of him and stuff. So I was like, all right, like this is like what I expected Sonic to look like, I guess. Um, but like you know, Twitter and the rest of the people online were not having it, and uh, they've been heard and they're getting their way. It looks like because director Jeff Fowler um, kind of you know crazily revealed on Twitter this week that the design is going to be completely overhauled for Sonic and they're going to make changes and still do this all in a time span of six months before the movie hits theaters in November, um, which is, like, unprecedented. Like, net, like we're not talking about just, like, complete, like, makeover of a, of a character, mm-hmm. a CG character. We're talking about, like, you have to recreate the entire design of a character, uh, redo all the CGI on this character for every shot he's in, which I'm assuming because he's the title character. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yes. Um, and then from that point on, uh, marketing has to be changed. Mar- like, they like are probably going to rip this trailer that's already out there down mm-hmm. eventually and put up a brand new one with the new look. And, but like, there's also like promo materials, there's posters, there's toys that are probably being made for the movie um, and packaging that has this current Sonic look on it, which are all going to have to be either scrapped or redone or just have to be pushed out anyways and not be an accurate representation of the movie. And I think this just opens up just the floodgates of like, well now like people online are going to think, well, you know we got them to change the look of sonic so what else can we get them to change
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we're just gonna like like this is sets like a dangerous precedent for them to be like all right people in mind don't like it let's change it and not stick to our vision and see if it works or not in the context of the movie because yeah. we are still six months out so even though the design could look a little weird now like the cgi would still probably improve ahead of the release and so maybe come november we're like you know it took some getting used to but like he looks fine mm-hmm. and but now we're we're in a state where it's like you know we're just completely doing this thing over again
1: yeah i don't like giving internet mobs wins no. like a lot of the time like especially when it's something that j- just does not matter at all right so like i the, the, the my childhood thing like i could hear the ghostbusters squeals and screeching from like the very same people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the Paul Weg movie yeah. here, and that that's what it sounded like and felt like. I'm like, sure, different design It's sonic for like the real world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, like I'm sorry, it wasn't like exactly like what like you know the video cartoon character or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's just like one of those, like, the eye rolling things. Like that said though, and I, I I hate to admit it, I can't unsee um the like the redesign um, done by Edward pun. Have you seen this? Mm-hmm. Like the, like where he just kind of like turned it into the Sonic. I remember Right, where you and I have like played in video games mm-hmm. all across. Sonic heroes is the best one. Um, and so I'm like, Oh, that looks better. And then it's, I just, so I hate myself for like being like, Oh yeah, that does look more fun. But yeah, I do. I do understand like how awful that is to get, slammed for your 18 months of work
0: well right uh, and like there's been like see like you know visual effects houses that have been like working mm-hmm. away doing a lot more than just the footage we've seen in the trailers all that work gone we right. have to redo everything now which they're probably not going like, to like studios normally don't compensate for this kind of stuff like they'll just be like all right here's the new design implement it make it happen it has to be done by this point point." and like that's just kind of how hollywood works so like all these like visual effects artists are going to get kind of screwed over in this process just to make a couple people happy who it seems like this Sonic controversy is a lot bigger than it really like will actually end up being because Sonic is not a hundred million dollar opening weekend movie. It's like going to be like a thirties to forties probably. And like if that, and like, there's no way like all these people who complain about the movie are going to see it anyways, even with a fixed design. So yeah. like you're really just trying to appease the public. Most of them who probably won't go see this movie anyways. So it just feels like a lose lose for Paramount and who's to say, that now that they've changed the design once already. If they don't change mm-hmm. the release date, like we're we're like really working under a time constraint to get this done on time. But also, what happens if like in a month they release a new trailer with the updated look and people still hate it? Do you change it again, or do you go back to what there was before? Because people are like, well, okay, well this one's worse, but we like the other one better, right? Like now we're just at a point where like this Sonic movie is now just trying to appease the public, which I guess like in a certain extent, all movies are like, you want people to like them, Mm -hmm. but you can't just like continue to change things just because people could cry foul about them. Right. You at a certain point you have to stick to your guns. And if you're not going to do it now, why would you do it later? If like people still hate it.
1: Yeah, I would just love, I would see the thing is like, I, I want to know what that, the, the choices of the Sonic are. Like I would love to get like the director talking to Polygon about, you know, all the nitty gritty stuff about like why they chose the design language they did and all mm-hmm. that stuff for the Sonic. That's gone now. Um, so yeah, it's just like really, I don't know. It's just, it's not like a big deal. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, great. Like you said at the top of the segment, like people are just going to be shouting, like, oh, what else can we change now? And it's like, listen, Paramount bow to you because Paramount's spineless maybe. I don't know. But it's just sort of like, okay, that's it. You yeah. Know, Sonic, sure. Not a movie we care about too much or whatever the case is. Nah. But it's just sort of like it's a movie. It ultimately doesn't matter. But the work and how you go about treating people in light of like asking to get it changed does. And so I think that's just the really big, the bigger problem here. Yeah.
0: I just don't like the precedent in sense of, all right, well, people online don't like it. So now let's change it. Like, stick to your guns, stick to your vision. And yeah. if people still don't like it, that's on you to begin with. But, like, I don't want, like, Hollywood movies to continue to just be like, all right, well, people, there's a certain section mm-hmm. of people online who don't like the
1: au- this. Yes.
0: Let's change it.
1: And the, to your point earlier, the, the the audience for this movie is not on Twitter. No. Calm the heck down.
0: Yeah. Like, if you're thinking, like, oh, we need to appease the... You know the people in their late 30s, early 40s. Okay. It's like okay, like maybe you want like some of that nostalgia, but like that's clearly not what you're going for with like how this movie's being presented at this point. Yeah, you're every, going for campy, fun, mindless entertainment.
1: Every other choice is for that demographic, but I guess this one apparently. Yeah, because
0: they're not—they're not even going to care. I mean, you see movies like Ugly Dolls hit theaters, or you know, like whatever. Like people, like kids, are like oh, those are like cute little things. Like uh-huh. yeah, those are my new favorite th- like characters in the whole wide world. Th- those same kids will probably have the same exact thought about Sonic whether he looks like he does now or he gets a design change or his third design change like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see how Sonic looks in the future and uh, if it is an improvement, if this movie gets delayed, which really I think it should, you should delay this movie Paramount, give your VFX departments time to get this done properly and not like having to spend like 18 hours a day getting this done so you can hit a November release date that's going to get clobbered in anyways so yep. Those are our thoughts on Sonic. Let's move on to Bond 25, because uh, last week we did a full spoiler episode about Avengers Endgame, which meant we neglected all the news from the past week, so uh, one of the things we missed was the Bond 25 cast and plot details uh, that were officially announced last week uh, that confirmed that in addition to Daniel Craig returning to star as 007 one last time, he will be joined by Ben Whishaw, Jeffrey Wright, Naomi Harris, Ralph Fiennes, Lea Sadu, and Roy Keener are all returning to the franchise as they have in the past, um, as as well as the confirmation of previously reported characters um, of Rami Malek and Billy Magnuson joining the cast as well. Um, in addition to those, we also got word that Ana de Armas, Lashana Lynch, Dali Bensala, and David Denchik um, have also joined the film. So... We have a cast for Bond 25, a lot of returning cast members that we love, a lot of new faces that we love as well. Um, and then they also gave us a plot description, uh, which is, quote, Bond has left active service and is enjoying a tranquil life in Jamaica. His peace is short-lived when his old friend Felix Leder from the CIA turns up asking for help. The mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist turns out to be far more treacherous than expected. leading Bond onto a trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology who will be played by Rami Malek. Um, so... We have plot details, no title, but a cast. Josh, are you looking forward to Bond Train Five more now that these details are out there, or the same as before? Yeah,
1: I am looking forward. I'm, I'm looking forward to them in all of the ways now. Um, we got an IMAX camera announcement with this thing too, so, which I think they've done before for Bond, maybe for a couple sequences, but not totally. Is like, the whole thing in IMAX? I don't know if it'll be. Oh, probably not. Because no, I think
0: they're filming like the big action opening yes. set piece right now. it's yes. so.
1: perfect. Which I imagine that's what IMAX was touting. With I'm the assuming. clipboard photo or yeah. tweet and whatever they did. But anyway, um, I'm assuming Jeffrey Wright is Felix. Yes, I'm that's correct. Guess. Okay, awesome. Uh, and so, yes, I am just excited that Kerry Fukunawa is still attached. Right, it's he happening. He his movie and they're not going to undo it. At all until it's, until it 's like the editing bay, and like they throw <laughs> someone out and put someone else in because like whatever he's done, and I am so stoked for that. It sounds like a classic James Bond movie again, like that plot is so video gamey, and like go to the jungle and get this scientist perfect that 's exactly what it sounds like like that's like James Bond movie, you know like of the classic uh-huh. order. and whatever they scale it out to um that's what I'm most excited for. And we talk about Phoebe Waller-Bridge as well. Yes,
0: yeah, she is uh, she did a punch up on the script.
1: Yes. So it's going to be like funny and witty too. I mean, in the in the, in the best way because she's the best writer for British television and probably all of television I think right now. Um, and then you go down that cast list and we're going to have so much fun. Anna Day RMS, Billy Magnuson, who is just getting into everything, mm-hmm. LaShana Lynch, um, who who is terrific with Captain Marvel. And so yeah, I am just absolutely stoked. Um, Naomi Harris being back, Ralph Fiennes, but also Ray Malik is yeah, there. He is. And I'm excited to see what Carrie does with him because he's great with weird mm-hmm. and Raimi's ready to do weird all the time. <laughs> right, I
0: mean, that is that is one thing I'm most interested about this movie is uh, what they're going to do with Rami after you know he became such a, Big sensation thanks to Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is a lot more recognizable. I mean, he won the Oscar best Right? actor. Yes. yes. Um, so he is kind of on like the top of his game right now. So, how heavy of a villain a present do you have this movie? Is it like 50 50 split or is it like 60 40? I mean, I'd love it if he is like in the vein of what Javier Bardem did yes. with uh, Skyfall because he was so good in that movie. And I th- Think that Rami has the talent to channel something similar to that, if that is ultimately where they go. Um, there was I don't I think I don't remember where I heard this. There was some rumor that the villain of Bond twenty-five uh was gonna have robotic arms. Yes. Uh so if that's what Rami like is, and he's like like I don't know if he's half cyborg or if he like has There's just a like, half
1: cyborg Bond villain. So like
0: that would be fascinating to see. Uh they go this route. There's also I think rumors still out there that um uh, the guy from Spectre will return, um, as Christoph Blofeld, Christoph Walken. Waltz. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like, there's a there's the possibility that this movie is really gonna tie this whole thing up really nicely, potentially for the Bond era of Bond. Um, but I also hope that they, that this means that you know characters like, or that people like Billy Magnuson and Lashana Lynch and Andy Armes like get still significant new roles. I think that's what. You know, Billy is going to do because I think he's another CIA operative, I think is what the early casting points were pointing to. Um, But I really hope that, you know, Anna De Armas and LaShawna Lynch aren't just like the two new Bond girls who get like five minutes of screen time each. Like, I want them each to have. Major roles, but I also want Leia Sado to have large a large role. So this cast is expansive, and I'm just wondering how do you fill all put all this together that's in a cohesive I way?
1: Yeah, that's something I didn't even think about. Is Arm Armas being like set up to be a Bond girl because she's way better than that?
0: Oh yeah, but like when you just like just like look at Andi Armas, she's like the prototypical like stunning like. Like witty, uh, talented. Like, yeah. she is like the pro-typical Bond girl, beautiful
1: English or European actress, right? Like, right there. And so, yeah, that is gonna be a little bit disappointing. That like it's hopefully the the role is
0: beyond that, right? Like, I want her to be like maybe she like that's what Bond thinks her of, and then she's really like working with Rami, or and, yeah, working now with she's like Rami some like kick butt villain, yes. uh, who gets so. like a standout action sequence. Yeah,
1: because Anna's great. She needs to be in everything, right? And like, right, like I mean, Blade Runner 24-9 If you have not, seen oh my yet. gosh. She's the emotion of that movie um, up until you get Harrison Ford. And so, yeah, getting her, seeing her relegated to something lesser in Bond, but I mean, also a part of something bigger too. So it could be a springboard. But right. hopefully, something in this movie leads to something better.
0: I mean, she'll have, I think she'll go from Knives Out to this. That's right. She's in so, Knives Out. Whoo, uh, could be a nice little one two punch Where's for. the trailer Anna? for Knives Out? I don't know. Ryan? I know you're listening to this, probably not. Uh, Ryan Johnson, if you're out there, please give us a trailer Get with for it. <laughs> Knives Out. We are dying for one. Um, especially because the Simicon footage apparently went over really well with people who saw it there, and so I just need to see you know, Chris Evans and Andy Armis and this whole crazy cast just like really hamming it up in a murder history, because that Alrighty. just sounds delightful. Um, but we also have a surprise piece of casting for Hobbs and Shaw, which comes out this August, um, as that hashtag show reported that Keanu Reeves, John Wick himself, uh secretly joined the cast of the movie during production. Um it is only going to be a small role apparently if this is true. Um, but the character is tied to just Elba's uh villain character with a likelihood that Reeves will have a small role in this that could lead him to be like a like the main villain of future installments if they do indeed uh do sequels to Hobson Shaw which I haven't seen the movie yet but fingers crossed do that they uh do make sequels cuz the movie already looks terrific. It's already screened for a couple of people, hasn't it? Uh I don't know. I know John wick has, okay. Um, that's
1: what I bet,
0: but I don't think Hobbs and Shaw has. I mean, there's probably been like test screenings, but people can't talk about those because of NDAs and stuff. Um, but the prospect of Keanu Reeves being the main villain of like Hobbs and Shaw two, like is like locked and loaded day one sign me up. Here's my ticket. My here's my credit card. Like just just like let me see this movie as soon as possible because uh, he has a connection with David Leach thanks to John Wick Uh, he was a co-director on the first movie and he's produced the last two and uh, the possibility of Keanu Reeves bringing that John Wick style um, with David Leach but also then going up against Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jason Uh Statham is just so like put that in my eyeballs right now that like this needs to be true, or I'm going to be super disappointed.
1: Yeah, he's the guy. He's probably the guy waiting behind the um, the wings or whatever that is to challenge them. Like, oh, you thought he was bad, Wait right? Until you see me, and then like jump out. Yeah, and, I
0: have two, uh, you know, bionic implants. Uh, oh exactly. my gosh!
1: Right, he'll grab the Infinity Gauntlet out of right. wherever he's storing it and say he'll do it himself. Whatever the case is, but that's really cool to see some synergy there. And if he ends up getting plugged into that universe, um, power to them. It, no, I mean obviously though. It's not going to be for a feature in Hob- Hobbs and Shaw film. It's going to be for the new Fast Furious movie um, to set up and launch into that.
0: I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, I think so. I you, think. you
0: think that Keanu's going to appear in this one? Yes. To set up being the villain of like 9 or 10? Yes. yes, absolutely. I don't think so. Totally. Totally. No way. Yeah, he's like, going to have
1: something to do after John Wick.
0: Yeah, but like The Rock and Vin Diesel like don't like each other. <laughs> so I don't think that like The Rock's not going to be a 9. And so I don't think you get, like, Keanu to be in, like, your movie for a small role, so then Vin Diesel can have him at the forefront of it's his movie. It's total corporate
1: synergy. I don't know. doesn't got a say in it. I mean, maybe. I mean, it's The Rocky probably does. no, they else. made up, remember? Did they? Yeah, that's true.
0: I don't buy that for a second. Like, I think <laughs> I think there's still some beef there. So uh, I'm, I I want to check to see if he is a producer on Hobbs and Shaw, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, of
1: course he is. Uh, <laughs> he,
0: he produces a lot of the stuff now, but I'm not totally sure. If he actually has, like, if he was able to snag that for Hobson Shaw.
1: I'm uh, pretty
0: sure. He did, yeah, yes, he does. He is a producer on that. So uh, he does have some say in it. So, uh, and again, I don't see Keanu. I mean, Keanu fits the bill of, like, those mega stars that the main Fast and Furious franchise has been going after. I mean, they had Charlize Theron in the eighth installment as their villain. And I think she was kind of set up to be, like, somebody like a like there's somebody else still above her potentially so maybe that is Keanu but I'd much rather see Keanu be in the Hobbs and Shaw corner of the universe than the main Fast and Furious that's universe that's right
1: that's right she jettisoned and we have not heard a single word from her yet I'm glad no. they didn't like axe her off though
0: so I think there were rumors that she was going to be in Hobbs and Shaw at one point right. but then those were like you know that didn't become anything so maybe they replaced her character with Keanu Reeves and that's the set for the future or I they setting
1: know. up a syndicate for them all to take down in the Hobbs maybe. and Shaw expanded universe
0: Maybe, and we're going to talk about expanded universes on the big questions this week, that's right. uh, which will drop on Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ken Reeves in Hobbs and Shaw or Hobbs and Shaw Two, or even I guess if it has to be the mainstay Fast Furious franchise, fine, whatever. Um, just more Keanu all the time, please. That's all we need. So uh, let's move on to ticket or skip it here. And again, we have two weeks of trailers to. You know, pick up on. Uh, so we have two tickets each to give out this week, uh, and our candidates to give our tickets to are the first trailer for Gemini Man, the final trailer for Godzilla King of the Monsters, uh, the second trailer for MIB International, the first trailer for 21 Bridges, the second trailer for Late Night, and the first trailer for Crawl. Josh, which one are you going to give your first ticket to? Well,
1: my first ticket to is going to go to something that came out last week okay. that I was really a fan of, which is the final trailer for Godzilla King of Monsters. I mean, not because it, it it really shows me anything I hadn't already seen before, but it inserts more plot detail. And my favorite part of all is Vera Farmiga is not insane. She's not crazy. She's trying to save the planet, not destroy it and unleash chaos across it. In a lot of ways, there's some very oh yeah, you didn't see this. I mean,
0: she's mm. still like the quote-unquote villain. No,
1: no, no, no. It looks like the guy who plays Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones. It but looks like he's. It the looked bad like that. Look to me,
0: like they were like someone on the same page
1: looked like it but they're not she okay. is desperately pleading for them to release godzilla and save the planet because he's but on then our she's, side. The, she's
0: the one who like lets godora out
1: uh, i think she's running from something i don't like the context is not there all the way okay but there's this really sweet moment with her and millie bobby brown petting Mothra's larvae and that is i'm like finally a role for bear from amiga to be something different And then, you know, we get this indication that there's, like, 20 different Titans around the Portland. Yeah, there's 17, 17, yes. And so, it's just going to be, like, you know, some beautiful chaos, and I can't wait to see that. So, that's my first ticket. Okay,
0: I'm going to give my ticket, my first ticket, to another movie that that came out last week. Um the first trailer for Gemini Man. Oh, yeah. I was a big fan of this, even though there are, there are some wonky moments of CGI in the deaging aging of Will Smith at the beginning. Um, but for the most part, I think 90% of the trailer, like, that stuff looks phenomenal. And they really, like, captured a, a young Will Smith. And so mm-hmm. the potential of seeing young Will Smith fight old Will Smith, and then, like, the complications that come out of that and the relationship that looks like it's going to be formed, I'm just really interested to see Will Smith's performance in this movie and see how he... He said he had to, like, kind of go back and watch himself in like his younger like days to see like how he acted differently and stuff so like he's not as like nuanced or anything as he is now So like that's like if he's going to that level and he actually pulls it off like i'm really interested to see like how we get him channeling his younger self while looking like his younger self while fighting his older self
1: wait so is he saying he's go he went back to watch how he acted in the past so that he could act worse (laughs) in the future
0: i think so he could like be like i think Not like worse, I guess, but more just like just get those youthful manors, right? Have that energy. Yes, have the energy. Have like that kind of uh, (laughs) like.
1: Don't we want more nuance? Yeah,
0: I guess. I guess that's true. Like so, but either way, like I think that's cool. Just the the potential that is in this movie. Mary Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in here. Benedict Wong, um, as well. Like there's there's has a really good cast. And Angley, he's had some misses recently, but Life of Pi is really good. And like he's obviously made some other great movies in the past as well. So, um, if this like can actually turn out the way it looks, like it has the potential to like I think we're looking at a really nice sleeper hit at the end of the year
1: okay with yeah. Gemini man um, yeah I definitely think it looks interesting but I'm just like not sure okay that's all. fair very skeptical right I, 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 my ticket is more to
0: like I want to support the push of the technology that's in play here. Mm-hmm. So if it works, great. If it doesn't, that's too bad.
1: Yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have one more to give. Okay, I'm going to toss it to uh, the not the sharks, the crocodiles, and crawl. I agree with you. Um, because number one, it looks it, it looks really pulpy and like it belongs on the Sci-Fi channel. But Kaylee uh, Kayla Scudiero
0: Kaya Scudelerio.
1: Thank you. Wow, butchered that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, is. Acting up a storm in the midst of a hurricane here, and I am I am all for it. It just look it's one of these September movies that you just toss out there like like in the horror brand or whatever. Like I
0: think it's July twelfth. I think oh. it's the release date. Okay, actually,
1: I blew that one. <laughs> whatever. Point is, um, I'm ready for it. It's the summer of you know swimming animals that will eat you. Yes, there we go. Very <laughs> specific uh, phylum of uh, the animal kingdom, but. Yeah, it just looks crazy. Um, and that's what I'm here for. Like, I have a water, I don't have a phobia of water, but I have a fear of drowning. And so that's at play here, but also, like, what's well, lurking and swimming beneath my feet. Right. But this looks claustrophobic mm-hmm. as well. It's not out in the open waters as much. And so that's where, like, I'm really excited to see, you know, the, the sp- use of space and how that all comes into play.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'll also give my second trailer or my second ticket to Crawl, uh, because this is one I what not on my radar at all. Um, but then it, you know I kind of see some buzz about it online, and then I watch the trailer the next day and uh, really impressed me. Um, Alexandra Aha is the uh, director here, and it looks like he is doing a really nice. Uh, like a, re- a really good job of building the tension and building the, the claustrophobic aspects of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam Raimi is a producer on this, which I think is a hopefully a sign of the quality um, at play here. Um, and it really gave me vibes of Don't Breathe in a certain extent, where, mm-hmm. like, it's the one set environment, there's a threat out there, um, there's a, a young female lead, and if mm-hmm. Kai Scotillaria can give a performance on par of what Jane Levy did with Don't Breathe, then I think this movie um, is set up very well to, like, be a... Like, a, a minor hit of the summer season where like it can come in after f- far from home and before lion king and like these major blockbusters but then you know hopefully has a small budget and can like make its budget back if not more um in its opening weekend and just ride it through to success because i think it looks it looks like it has the thrills. Um, the there's a Maze Runner reunion here between Kaya and uh, Barry Pepper, who plays her father in the film, as he was oh. in the the last two Maze Runner movies, I believe. Oh. Um, so that's kind of fun as well. And uh, it just looks like they're really going for a nice, uh, small, contained, practical, you know, thriller. And I'm I'm here for it. So awesome. uh, crawl looks uh, pretty impressive. Hopefully it'll turn out that way. Uh, let's move on to the fly by here to wrap up this episode, kicking off with a pair of additions to the suicide squad cast uh, with THR reporting that David Smalchin has joined the cast as polka dot man. And then variety reported that newcomer, Daniela Melchior Melchior, uh, has been cast as Ratcatcher. So, two new additions. The Two of the final additions to the cast, other than whoever's going to be the voice, uh, maybe even a stand-in for King Shark, um, but I'm a big fan of David Dismalchin. We're Twitter friends, so uh, I'm always happy to see him get a new job and into him working with James Gunn, I think uh, is a fascinating pairing. And uh, I don't know anything about this other... Uh, the girl is going to be playing Ratcatcher. Don't really know anything about the character of Ratcatcher, so I am leaving that one open to James Gunn's Eye for Talent and for characters to uh make her a new standout favorite character of the DCEU.
1: Yeah, awesome. Uh likewise too, like I've no experience with any of these people yet. Um, other than David. Like yeah. and I just like I said, I rewatched Ant Man last week actually. Uh-huh. After watching Endgame. And so I'm like all up on David Dismulchin again. Um as like Polka dot man, however weird he is for for Ratcatcher have to wait and see mm-hmm. but definitely excited
0: yeah i mean there are rumors that isabel monaire was up for the role and i'm a huge fan of her so i maybe would have liked to see her get that role just so like she's like is, like in a big mm-hmm. comic movie but you know that means that i uh, hopefully this means that daniella's like audition was that much more impressive she was able to beat out somebody like isabella so yeah uh if that was true hats off to her um big role for her to get as well so uh we also got a report from making star wars uh not about star wars but actually about the other lucasfilm franchise indiana jones uh that dan fokelman has been hired to rewrite the script for indiana jones 5 uh which will uh, is said to be tackling a brand new premise that is different from what john casden previously had written for the film so it's not just a, a small rewrite it looks like this is a page one overhaul for the concept of indiana jones 5 um that's a little worrying for me because it doesn't seem like they know what they're going to do with this movie. Um, but then also Dan Fogelman most recently did Life Itself. He does This Is Us. You know, he's done some fine anime movies in the past like Tangled or Cars or um, Bolts. Like he's he's done some fun things in the past, but he seems like a an odd choice uh, for Indiana Jones.
1: Yeah, but he's also done Fred Claus and Me, Earl and the Dying Girl, both movies. He are... did Me, Earl and the Dying Girl? Yes. Yeah. Or he's listed. He's got a credit on it. I don't know the extent of his work, of course. WGA doesn't give us too detailed of a breakdown (laughs) on you know what they write and things like that. But he's also got Crazy Stupid Love on there, and these are all fantastic movies um, in some ways. So I'm certainly there for that.
0: Uh, He was a producer on Me or a Dying Girl.
1: Producer, okay. So that's not the same thing. No, I mean all.
0: He's still attached in some ways, but, I mean, yes, Crazy Stupid Love, that's a good... Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Uh, yeah, good All movie. the way through.
1: So, um, what he's doing, I don't know, but Lucasfilm and Disney seem to like him, so, sure, why not? I mean, I don't know what the premise is going to be, but... No. Maybe they've got to get moving a little bit, because this is going to be the movie that headlines the No Star Wars break that's upcoming rapidly, so... Does well, it still have a that?
0: 2021 release date, or is it 2020? <clears throat> probably
1: 2021.
0: Yes, it is 2021, and it'll be the passing of the torch in some ways. Yes, I would assume probably. So maybe that's worked into the script somehow. That's
1: why they're having to redo it. I don't know, but when you write uh, when you write Oscar Isaac into a movie you got to start from scratch that's
0: true that's true if that's the reason why i'm all here for it um we also had a report this week that was shared by the rap that the warner brothers has set a november 12th 21 release date for fantastic beast 3 where they also confirmed that the five movie plan is still intact even though fantastic beast the crime of grindelwald kind of sunk at the box office and with critics and with audiences um so fantastic beast 3 is on the way in two years yeah cool great yeah don't no. really care yeah um apparently there's some mixed m- emotions at Warner Bros. on whether or not to bring johnny depp back as Grindelwald. i would say kick him to the curb if the abuse allegations against uh, amber Heard are indeed true which it seems like that's an ongoing saga in and of itself um but i mean at this point you really got to sell me on where this thing's going for the next three movies uh of stuff before i really care even about what's happening with the third movie in itself because uh-huh the second one's left such a bad taste in my mouth where I don't really have any interest going forward.
1: Yeah. This is just going to be a thing that's happening now. I don't care anymore. Yeah. I
0: mean, at least it's not coming out like next year. Like I get like another year. Oh yeah. Wait.
1: There'll be, there'll be a, there'll I get be a, a, a yeah. from the awfulness.
0: Yeah. I'll, like I'll, I'll wash on my mind a little bit probably. and then be like, Oh yeah, this is back. Great. Um, But we also had news this week come from Deadline where they revealed that F. Gary Gray is set to direct a Saints Row movie adaptation which will be written by Derek Colstead who previously wrote all three of the John Wick films. So uh, I've never played the Saints Row video games but in an era of Hollywood trying to just find like the first perfect video game movie, you know, the pairing on paper of F. Gary Gray, the director and Derek Colstead as a writer doing a open world like, you know, uh, action-adventure, or, like, uh, action-adventure, I guess, like...
1: Distilling this open-world action-adventure into a movie plot that's, like, coherent and cool uh-huh. and stylish. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've never played the games, but, like, mm-hmm. they're pairing, and it's hopefully enough to get, get this thing over right. the edge.
1: Regardless of property title. Yes. But they bring the Saints Row aspect, which you just, you just need something to option anymore. Like, you just gotta have something. You can't come up with something that's like this. You should just right. option it. So That <laughs> way you can go full bore with whatever you got. These are two people that look like they can get it. I took a look at some screenshots and some video gameplay of it real quick before we started. And it just looks like the mood of John Wick. So maybe that's what the thing is. Like, we need something else. John Wick's going on hiatus for a little bit. So... That's true. Here
0: you go. Um, And then we also got a report from Variety this week that Leonardo DiCaprio is in -hmm. in talks to star in Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley, which is a remake of a 1930s movie uh, where DiCaprio's character uh, that he will play and a psychiatrist who is yet to be cast will begin uh, conning people with a mentalist act that the two of them share. But then, like, twists and turns obviously happen along the way. Um, The plot sounds... Pretty fun, and Guillermo and DiCaprio teaming up together is a is like as promising a pairing as you can get in the early stages. So hopefully, this actually like comes to light and actually happens.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like Dino DiCaprio hasn't been doing anything like crazy cool
0: is in he? a while.
1: What's well, the last thing he did? He got that Oscar, and then he's like, eh, I'll just take a break. He hasn't done anything since Revenant. I think once upon a, I think once upon a time oh, in yeah. Hollywood is like his first thing back. That's it's crazy. not more than a cameo, right? It's like, that's like four years. Yeah, I, it's been a bit DiCaprio movies. I just want to just check this real quick, just not to be a liar,
0: right? That'd be that'd be terrible. We gotta provide think, the listeners with accurate information.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes,
0: he has. That's correct. He hasn't done anything with Thrive which that's is just wild. What I thought, he's just sure. been developing things.
1: But then you now he's got like everything's been in the pipeline since though, and he'll have like a slew of stuff come out really soon here. Like he's gonna be Theodore Roosevelt. Sure, we'll have fun with that, but. Um, I'm excited for him to get back into, like, all the things, Leonardo DiCaprio, wild, weird, and just ready to act his heart out. Mm -hmm. So, this is good. Yes. Especially Guillermo del Toro. Right. Of all
0: people. And this, is, I think, is going to be his first real project after Shipwater. I think he's going to do this before he does the stop-motion Pinocchio thing at Netflix.
1: He's got uh, this other thing, bedtime scary stories. Yeah,
0: he's a producer on that, so that kind of counts.
1: It feels like him. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. But I think that's just the tone. Not he's not directing or anything. But uh, lastly, here we got a report from Collider uh, last week that Chloe Grace Moretz is set to star in as the human lead in the Tom and Jerry live action CGI hybrid movie. Her character is going to hire Tom the cat to find Jerry the mouse, who has set up shop in the hotel that she works at. So the premise sounds you know as simple as can be for a Tom and Jerry movie. And I think it's interesting that Chloe Grace Moretz is going back into the family friendly you know genre like. Kind of high-profile, big blockbuster potential movie where she hasn't been doing that for the last several years. So um, uh, hopefully, this turns out good for her.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, uh, Tom and Jerry premise is still wild to me, but there's not you're not gonna get a more delightful, like, cheery, sunny actress to jump into your movie and have fun with a bunch of cartoon CGI characters. Right. That I can't wait to get. Uh, I can't wait for the internet to get super upset that Tom's eyes are <laughs> right. too far apart. Just wait, just wait
0: till that first image drops. That'll be a, that'll be a day. Oh, jeez. Like, no, Tom's too tall. Tom's too short. Tom's too... Will he be an actual cat or are they going to go the cartoon route? Oh, it'll be CGI for sure.
1: Oh, the entire thing. Mm, what do you mean? This is a live action...
0: CGI hybrid movie, yes.
1: Gotcha. Is Tom a cartoon or is he a real cat?
0: I would assume he'll be be a cgi cat like or a mixture like got like goose in captain marvel where okay. like sometimes 20 percent of that cat is a real cat and the mm-hmm. the you know 80 percent is a fake version and that's what we'll do So that way you can have him talk and all that or i don't know he's not going to talk actually they'll be silent so uh that'll be very interesting to see what to do i guess because i guess you could go all practical interesting a lot more difficult to do a practical cat and then probably have to do a cgi mouse because i don't know if you can really train mice uh, but either way uh, tom and jerry is coming out eventually and we'll talk about it more whenever we get more info um, but in the meantime that is all we have for this episode next week we'll be back with a review of detective pikachu uh, which has its first reactions out they seem to be mainly positive but a little mixed as well so uh, i'm still looking forward to this quite a bit just to see what we get in terms of the story the the uh the world that they're setting up there uh looks to be fun and uh filled with pokemon even though i'm not a pokemon fan uh really uh it just seems like it has that nice electric energy that i'm looking for yeah. at this point
1: nice yeah, pikachu yeah. thing there gotcha same here um i'm just interested to see like what this actually is because it looks fun mm. and it looks like it could be the next big thing in terms of franchises we will see
0: yeah uh, i mean you previously predicted a two billion dollars i
1: could see it getting there in it's run i, I don't could, know if i'm that far but it probably will cross a billion
0: i, th- I think a billion for sure um and I, even though i think at one point i was probably like you know it'll probably get up close to two billion i could see it the way endgame is just destroying the box office like i feel like that is taking so much money from people that yes. Like how much is left for Pikachu to continue to yeah. break, feast and, on?
1: And then also we're learning too that to break, break two billion dollars at the box office, you need momentum. Mm-hmm. I don't feel momentum here anymore, but I think it will climb up there and eventually down the road, a Pikachu movie or a Pokemon movie mm-hmm. will get there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening for sure. I mean, I think it'll do a billion, but I don't now. I'm I don't think it'll do two anymore.
1: Yeah, plus the, the, the lukewarm reviews. Yeah, we'll see
0: so uh, we'll review that next week so be on the lookout for that go see the movie so you can be part of the conversation as well but in the meantime be sure to tell us your thoughts on everything covered by Trisette from the film and you can follow me personally on Twitter at MovieCuber
1: and you can get at me Josh it's just Joshua Ryan and if you enjoy
0: this episode please subscribe, share, retweet, and more plus head over to iTunes go say 5-star you with comments so that's why you joined me to the show thanks again for tuning into to the for podcast Josh rest in peace Peter Mayhew may the force be with you absolutely and be sure to return next week for our future episodes